Well, and the whole thing is, I'm not sending this out live or anything like that. Okay, I don't even care. You look better than 95% of the people I talk to, so... You know, I'm usually being blinded by a giant light in my head, so maybe it's, like, helping me. <laughs> the light that I'm seeing comes from within. Exactly. out of the visage <laughs> of Molly Mahoney, who is my guest today on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast, which is my way of saying I'm already recording. And I know, that's what's perfect. Normally, I like to come in with a like even two questions in my head just to be able to start. But with you, I know I don't have to do that. And frankly, I don't want to. All I want to do is say, Molly, what's going on? I'm just I've been really looking forward to this because you're one of my favorite people to just chat about random things with. And sometimes, you know, these types of things, podcastiness or whatever it is, is so formulaic but with you it's like you never know what's going to happen so that's because i'll be honest with you with marketing these days nobody knows what's going to happen yeah that's true to follow your vocal style there by the way did you ever have a chance to read through the book or the pdf i sent you man i am a jerk face no, no you're okay be i just wanted to make sure that you Can had you the chance to look because look this is a, a proof get out of town I've, yeah this is page 138 where is it let's see 140 TV. so pages 138 and oh my gosh and i have it starred and it says <laughs> the subject line is the best ever i wrote this about you asking for forgiveness and permission that was okay to my own credit that was december 21st which was like in the middle of two things one is the holidays two yep. is clubhouse yeah where i was not sleeping because all i was doing was moderating rooms on clubhouse for oh two my weeks god well we should talk about that for sure but anyway i i, I want to say to the nonfiction brand podcast listeners that Molly Mahoney has been a friend of mine since I stumbled upon her at Social Media Marketing World for all of five minutes at a lunchtime. I, I think you were just you were shoving food <laughs> in your mouth as you were getting ready to go back to what you were doing as part of the staff of Social Media Marketing World. But since then, we found out that we have a lot of different weird connections. Like she used to perform at Fireside Theater, which is a professional theater in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin, of all places. It just happens to be about 40 minutes from where I am sitting right now. And I've actually been there several times. I don't think I've ever seen you perform there. But, you know, there were a lot of connections there that but anyway, once we started talking, it's like we didn't stop, which yeah. is why she makes such a fantastic podcast guest. Oh, thank you. And yeah, I just love all of our connections. New ones, new connections keep coming up as every time we chat. I, I have a question that I need to make sure I ask you. Can yeah. I buy this book somewhere? Oh, yeah, baby. Where it's up I on Amazon right now. I mean, I'm going to just buy it while we're here and then I'll have it in person in my hand. I would like all the nonfiction brand podcast listeners to model Molly's behavior right now by doing two things at once. Going to Amazon.com, typing in nonfiction brand, and sometimes you'll have to add the word Knuton, K-N-U-D-T-E-N, for it to come up cleanly. Oh, it came up right away for me. Oh, good. Just so you know. So just search nonfiction brand on Amazon, even if you're in Deutschland or Australia or any of the Amazon marketplaces, and it should come up. And the reason I want you to buy it is because I actually write about the lovely and talented Molly Mahoney on pages 138 to 140 of the book because I actually use her to illustrate something that we initially talked about the first time you were on the podcast, that you were all in on Facebook. 
as your primary, I mean, your one of one social media channels. I think that's expanded outward a little bit, especially since you just mentioned Clubhouse, <laughs> which I, I am totally curious about because I applied for it a long time ago, finally got invited, I want to say three weeks ago, and I haven't touched it. Ooh, we have so much to talk about on that if you want to. So I cool. do want to talk about it because <laughs> both of us have performance in our background. You know, both of us were actors and some of us still are, at least when I'm talking to people I don't like. And <laughs> I've been curious about Clubhouse because it is a synchronous audio channel. It's like opening a clubhouse where you invite people to come talk and it happens live, real time no matter where you are in the world. So let's talk Clubhouse. Why, why, why did you ignore my email in favor of this new shiny object social media channel when the Molly I know is all about one channel and that is Facebook? Yeah. So when it first, when I first heard about it, Lindsay Padilla is the first person who had told me about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. But I have an Android phone. So I actually couldn't even get on because it's only available for iPhone. So I ended up, someone reached out with an invite and I was like, you know, I wonder if I could use it on my iPad. So I installed it on my iPad. And what I learned rather quickly is the ease of which you can put yourself in very close proximity to someone who in other situations you would never be able to have a conversation with, maybe never be able to have a conversation with, or I mean, just to use us as an example, <laughs> we've been trying to have this conversation partially because I totally goofed on our calendar the first time, whatever the reasons are. It's taken us time to, to navigate when we're actually going to get on and have this conversation again. Right. Mm -hmm. With Clubhouse, what happens is you literally, you can go into what they call a room and if you raise your hand and there are people speaking on the stage, you instantly have access to communicate with those people, no matter who they are. And just to like give a few examples of names and we can go down like more strategic stuff, but one, I'm going to give you some really random examples. So the first one I would say is, and these are in no particular order, but Brian Fanzo and I are both in the live streaming space. He's someone who I've admired and heard on other podcasts and really appreciated his ADD <laughs> and his like, you know, more action oriented, get out there and make things happen. And I'm actually really good friends with his girlfriend, but I, I have never had a chance to really connect with him just because of, of timing stuff. And maybe I sent him a message once or twice, but it didn't get to the top of his inbox somehow. And he had, you know, I don't know what his opinions were of me. Since Clubhouse, we've been in several rooms as moderators or on a, on a panel of sorts together. And now we have, along with several other live stream experts, I've started a club called the Live Video Creator Club, where we are having a conversation about live video every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. And Brian and I have realized we're like twins almost, you know, so we've had this amazing connection simply because we accidentally ended up in a room together where we were able to have a conversation. So Brian Fanzo is one example. Another one that's super random is Justin Guarini. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay. American Idol, for those of you who don't know, American Idol 2004, I believe. Definitely have texted, Instagram messaged, and hung out with Justin in several rooms now. He's coming on my show. He's been in our room. I've done shows with him now. If you had told my 24-year-old self that I'd be hanging out with Justin Guarini like it was totally normal, I mean, she might have believed you because she was like, you know, a musical theater performer in New York, but I don't really know. The other thing that's weird is I did a room with Justin. One of my best friends messaged me and said, hey, tell Justin I said, hi, we did two shows together, which I never realized. It's like it's piecing all these connections together. 
I mean, the, the list goes on and on of other people that I've connected with. And some people, to be super honest, some people that I in, internally really don't like. <laughs> and yeah. having been in this place, there's like one person in particular, because I like most people, but there's one person in particular that I vehemently disagree with, like values wise. And we've been in a room together. And rather than deciding, oh, I don't want to be in this room with this person and leaving, I've actually stayed and leaned into my own values and in some ways, I've been impressed by this person's response. And in some ways, I've been like, see, you're exactly the a-hole I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of something like that. You can't hide yeah. who you truly are. I mean, even the, well, I, I suppose there are probably some snake oil salesmen and guru wannabes who confront for infinite amounts of time. But for the most part, you start talking, you start revealing, you start dropping clues, you start giving data points that allow people to go, wow, there's more there than I thought. Or, nope, exactly what you just said. You've confirmed that everything <laughs> I intuited about you is 100% yeah. true. But that's because, you know, that type of performance space, if you will, allows people to truly engage with you. Yeah. Not with you in your Sunday best, in your broetry, you know, uh, blog post. <laughs> Oh, that's actually, broetry is such a good word. That's been a big topic, like the Lamborghini marketers and how oh, yeah. I try not to say bro marketing, even though that's what my husband calls it also, because I'm trying to be like inclusive and, you know, but the Lamborghini marketers definitely make their mark known and you can choose to participate or not. <laughs> yeah, well, not all of us are inspired by fat <laughs> stacks of cash on the hood of a Lamborghini. But at the same time, a lot of us want to learn things that can help advance our personal brands, that can help us find people who are yeah. tribally interested or potentially interested in our product services or just plain who we are. And if you're a performer, like a born performer, like Molly Mahoney, who I'm talking to right now, is there a better space? Because in Clubhouse, you don't have to do makeup. You don't have to change your clothes. You can just be smart, brilliant, and bubbly, which I guess those are the three words that truly describe you. Smart, Aww. brilliant, and bubbly. Thanks. And so many people made that makeup mention when I first joined, like, oh, this is so great because I don't have to do my makeup. And I was kind of like, eh, I do my, I do videos without makeup all the time. I will say I definitely now have leaned into that on Clubhouse where through some crazy things that I got involved with. I was a part of a room that was aiming to hit the goal for the longest room ever. We did it. We went the same room for 20 days, which was insane. And why I wasn't responding to your email. But there were a few times when I purposely got up to moderate a room from 2 a.m. till 5 a.m. And let me tell you, that was not something that I would have done on camera without having to like actually do something. But I literally rolled out of bed and then just moderated a room in the middle of the night. This episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast is brought to you by my brand new book, Nonfiction Brand. Discover, craft, and communicate the completely true, completely you brand you already are. Now available on Amazon.com. Too many people for too many years have labored in obscurity. Why? Because that's the way it's always been. Work for someone else and remain nameless, letting others take credit for your hard work. But in today's hyper-connected everything is media world, that's all changed. In 1997, Tom Peters outlined the tenets of a new concept, personal branding. 
Fact is, if you're not actively branding yourself based on who you are, what you do, and how you do it, you are leaving opportunity on the table. But with this book and a little bit of work, that opportunity is 100% yours to own starting today. Christopher Wilshire, CEO of Egg Strategy said, this is the kind of book that changes how you view the rest of your career and how you go about amplifying your value to the wider world. To get your copy, head on over to amazon.com and search nonfiction brand and let's get you all the credit you deserve for the completely true, completely you brand you already are. Wow. So let's go back just a second because some of the listeners to this podcast may not be aware yeah. of what we're even talking about. Clubhouse, and I want to get your take on this, but it is a currently Apple iOS application that runs on your smartphone or your iPad, your tablet, but it has to mm -hmm. be running on iOS, which is not Android operating system. It's the operating system for Apple devices. And in that, you can go into a room where people are talking about a subject or subjects, whatever. And this is where I get to turn it over to you for amplification on how it works, what it is, and yeah, why you should Yeah, so that's all true. And you can go just to listen. You can go to speak and ask questions, or you can start your own room and have moderator control. So there's three different levels of ways that you can use it. And you can search. They now have a really great explore section. So you can search for other topics that you want to be listening in on. And that's one thing I've loved also is I've, you know, sat and, and participated in rooms about like mental health and about like spiritual wellness and empathy has been a huge thing. That's like, I've, I've been in many rooms about empathy, had conversations with people like Jim Quick, who never would I have thought I'd be having an actual conversation with Jim Quick. So it's not only business that I would say, there's also definitely other, you know, hobbies and human interests as well. And it's connected to, there's no links on your profile, but the profiles are connected to either Twitter or Instagram or both. So what ends up happening is people are like my DMs on Instagram are going through the roof because that's the way that you connect. So this has also allowed me to really focus more on my Instagram, which going back to what you said earlier about my main platform being Facebook, it still is. But because specifically because of Clubhouse, I've been putting more focus into Instagram as well. There's also a really cool thing you can do with LinkedIn, which I'd love to touch on after this. And I've been using it to drive traffic to my Facebook group as well, because when I do a video, I, or a video, when I host a room, I say that the notes for the room are going to be at livevideo.club. So if you go to livevideo.club, it takes you to my Facebook group. And in my Facebook group, I have a post where I'm sharing the notes and it's just, I'm adding to the notes every time I host a room. Not every time I host a room, specifically these Thursday night rooms. So I've cut way back. I'm only logging in like twice a week now because I have a life and children and I need to sleep. But I've used it really strategically. I now have like 9,200 followers on Clubhouse, which my business page that we've been building for years and I'm very grateful for, we have about maybe 13,000 followers on my Facebook business page, 7,000 in my Facebook group. The fact that I've already built it to over 9,000 followers on Clubhouse, I don't say that for like vanity metrics. I say it for there's now 9,000 humans that I could literally reach out to and be in a conversation with, which is crazy. Michael Stelzner has some really awesome at Social Media Examiner. They have some amazing videos they've done that walk through all of the tech side of it, which rather than creating my own, I've just been sharing his because they're really good. So that's a good place if you're looking for more information on it. Wow, that's very, very cool because, you know, I'll be honest, I have not been interested in it, but I've been interested adjacent, which is, man, I got to know what this stuff is because someday I'm going to be in a meeting with some of my clients and 
they're going to say, what about this clubhouse yes. thing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? As opposed to, well, you know, I don't know it's, if it's for you or it could be perfect for you based on who you are and how you feel about, you know, yeah. getting your voice out there. Because, yeah, you can be a, a quiet lurker, just like everything else on social media. You can just sit there and listen or you can be gently participatory mm -hmm. until you feel comfortable until people know a little bit about who you are. And all of a sudden you're flying with a different flock of people than perhaps you thought you could even get into. Which I think now you've convinced me yeah. that's the killer application. Yeah. For it's like the, it's the great equalizer because everyone really is on the same, for the most part, on the same playing field. So pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, you gotta you're come convincing hang out. me. We'll do a room together. It'd be fun. <laughs> well, I think I will. And uh, we're recording this on Thursday, January 28th. And that means there's a live video creator club at 430 Pacific, which would be 530 Mountain, which means it's 630 Central where I am. And that would be 730 yeah. Eastern. You're good at math. I just might have to check that out. No, no, I'm not good at math. I'm terrible at time I, I, zone I math. never oh say gosh. time zones without actually counting it on my finger, ever. I do the same thing. I'm just glad America yeah. only has Well, and four, like I have some you know. clients in India, and they're on the half hour of us a lot of times, which I didn't even realize. I don't know how I never realized that was possible. Wow, I Yeah, guess there's I a couple of places where they're not, it's not an hour. It's, an, it's like 10 and a half hours different. I thought it was a joke when I first heard that. That's true. Yeah. As listeners of the podcast will know, I have a lot of friends in Australia. And so whenever I'm scheduling with them, I have to remember American yes. Monday Tuesday, is Australian sure. Tuesday. And then add hours or something. Okay, so I have a question you know, about that because that we have an amazing client in Australia right now. And when I send our notes, like I have our client notes, I'm the only one in the US. There's another person in England and then Australia. So I guess, yeah, I don't I don't know which date to put on the date of it for our notes. You know what I do? I always refer to it as American okay. Monday, Australian Tuesday, or you could say American Monday, May 1st, Australian Tuesday, yeah. May 2nd, because they're across the international date line. So their day starts yeah. a day ahead of ours. Yeah, it's or, awesome. That's why I use, uh, when I schedule people for podcasts, I use a, a site called dateandtime.com, which has a calculator on it, which, uh, or it, actually it's timeanddate.com <laughs> or something like that. I can't even get that right. Just Google date time calculator and you'll find this website that is very, very helpful in calculating times when you're trying to talk to someone in Germany at the same time you're trying to talk yeah. to someone in Sydney. Oh, and by the way, that would be another thing about Clubhouse. You just say the Clubhouse is open. Yeah. So that's what was so cool about that room that we did for 20 days. I was connecting with people in the middle of the night when it was the middle of their day, you know? So it, it was like, that's both the great thing and the really dangerous thing about it, because I've also been really big about the, the mental health aspect of it, because there's definitely so much FOMO related around it, where usually if you're doing a live stream, usually yeah. around an hour, like, okay, it's time to wrap up. But on Clubhouse, these rooms, we've been doing three hours for our rooms, like on the regular ones, because we just can't seem wow. to end it. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So I do some where I say this is going to be an hour room. We're ending it on the hour. But the conversations have been so great that it's been interesting. So I, I am big about making sure you're watching your sleep. But at the same time, if you're hosting a great party, the last thing you want to do is turn the party off when it's yeah. just really. So you can pass speed. it on to somebody else, which is how. You know, you, the person who creates it doesn't have to stay there the whole time. You can pass it on to someone. I might have to newbie my way Do into it. tonight's <laughs> episode or Room. whatever it is, because I'm like, hi, 
Um, you guys, I don't know what I'm doing, but so I'm just going to stand over here and not say anything for a while or ever. But, you know, that's what you got to do when you're trying all these new things that are coming out. You literally have to say, does this suit what I would call a style stage? Now, I write about this in the book that everyone has a style and everyone has a perfect stage or possibly several stages. For example, Molly Mahoney, the crazy, talented, <laughs> wackadoo woman that I've come to know and love. You embraced Facebook initially, but now you're embracing other stages that yeah. suit your style. And I know you as a performer, and that doesn't mean you don't write, but you're great on live video. You're great live in person. You're great live on stage presenting and stuff like that. So it makes sense that Clubhouse, this audio stage, is perfect for you who knows that to hold an audience via audio requires a little bit more energy in your voice than just, yeah, so I was watching this TV show the other day. Yeah. You know, so that would be a great yeah. style stage for you. That doesn't mean it's right for everybody. And we all know those people in our lives who should not be there. They have a face for radio. I but mean, they don't I'm have sure there's also it. some ASMR rooms that have been started. So you never know. <laughs> That's right. There are probably a whole lot of them. That could, Let me crinkle some paper. <laughs> I don't know. I can like, oh, I have a man. flower but, here to some... Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I just went into a, a cerebral <laughs> a trance, orgasm. A trance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, now I'm kind of upset because I wrote a whole section about you in nonfiction brand. That's all about how you focused on Facebook. But I guess it's still germane because you put all your attention on Facebook. Now that you've mastered it, now that you've built a empire on Facebook, you're extending to Facebook's cuter, cooler <laughs> sister, Instagram. Because you're also in Clubhouse, which is hanging out with the cuter, yeah. cooler sister. Yeah. And we're Instagram. still driving our main, you know, our main focus is still Facebook. We're driving all the traffic back to Facebook. And that's where some people have suggested that we drive the traffic to LinkedIn because, which I had never participated in until just recently because of Clubhouse. I didn't know that when you do a LinkedIn event, that chat option, you're like a pro at LinkedIn. Do you know about this? Um, I, I don't use okay, any so of that stuff. Currently, if you create an event yeah. on LinkedIn, a group chat is started with anyone who RSVPs to that event. And so people have been creating a clubhouse room and then a LinkedIn event in conjunction with it. So the chat can happen in that LinkedIn event while they're having the audio conversation on clubhouse. Oh, cool. So is, is it a, an actual, no, uh, no, 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 not at all. Link, not at all. Are you still yeah. running it off your, Okay. So it's just contemporaneous. You're running it Clubhouse on your phone and then like, you're running the, the LinkedIn event or something. on yeah. your So laptop same exact or, um, yeah, your concept that I'm doing with the live video dot club. You know, I, I'll say, and it's like already in mm -hmm. the, the invite or the room that I've scheduled for tonight on Clubhouse. It says go to live video dot club for the notes. But the added benefit is if you do it on LinkedIn, you have this extra chat feature, which doesn't happen in a Facebook group or a Facebook event. So that's like, the cool thing. Right. So at some point I'm going to try it on LinkedIn. I just, wow. <laughs> I mean, how long have we known each other? Yeah. Oh, three years for, we spoke about, four, yeah, because March is coming up. We met in March. So we spoke about me getting more active on LinkedIn back then. And I just can't right. do it. Well, you know, okay, this, I need like LinkedIn okay. therapy. I use, I, no, I use LinkedIn a lot as an amplification thing, like letting people know about the new podcasts, episodes, the book, you know, I interact with people in comments and stuff, but I'll be honest with you. I've gotten a little bit 
bored with LinkedIn. It's both becoming more yeah. Facebooky, which I don't appreciate, and it's really guru yeah. wanna be heavy. There are a ton of people who just want to be yeah. a guru. You know, they aren't quite your Lamborghini fat stacks of cask guys, but there are so many people who are leaning into whatever the flavor of the day discussion is about what a year ago it was imposter syndrome. Every <laughs> third post was about imposter syndrome. And it was all kind of like this seagull regurgitation yeah. of the same conventional wisdom with nobody adding mm. of themselves. And that's what personal branding is about is, okay, let's talk about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Share what you know, not what you've heard. Yeah. And there's a huge difference. I mean, one of the things that you do, Molly, is with your platform that's all based around the prepared performer is you draw upon your rich, deep experience performing professionally to help others who may not have taken <laughs> theater and dance in college and then done it their entire 20s. Yeah. Or even recently I've recognized, like I've had all this experience as an actual MC for huge events and the multitasking that goes into all of that and how that is something that whether you're doing a live video or a clubhouse room or something like that, there's so much multitasking, which is like, you know, as a stage manager, even you have to be aware of so many different things that that translates into what we're doing business-wise. Yeah. Well, just let me give you an example. If you're emceeing or if you're participating in a thing all day long, there's a concept that you and I understand called save it for the stage, which is you're on stage, you're given 100% and you walk off and you yes. turn it down. <laughs> Energy-wise, vocally. I mean, if you had to talk for 12 hours in a, any given day, and your voice would be happening to people on Clubhouse also because they're not doing a vocal warm-up. Yep. And they don't know how to, when yep. they're not talking, yeah. turn their voice down. And so a skill that, you know, an actor takes for granted, you learn that like the first time you blow out your voice and, and then can't <laughs> talk for six weeks because your voice coach is telling you, yes. you're going to get nodes, dude, unless you want surgery, you're not talking for the next six to eight weeks. You do that once, you'll never do it again. Those are things that have to be taught. So someone like you that's an example of where you can add tremendous yeah. value to something. And that ties into imposter syndrome. Like back to what you were saying initially, there's things that I think a lot of people don't recognize whatever their expertise is, whether it's in knitting and crocheting or dog walking, there is a usually a link to some other topic that's being discussed. So like imposter syndrome, how dogs behave like, I don't know, whatever. Like there's different things I'm sure from any other niche or industry that we could tie into these conversations. But I think people are often, ironically, the imposter syndrome <laughs> prevents them from actually showing up and adding their own unique advice because they're so busy trying to be what they think other people want. Yeah. And they base that on the fact that this person got a whole mm -hmm. lot of likes for this so exactly. I'll copy whatever that is. And that's especially rampant on Instagram when it comes to <laughs> visual stuff like, oh, my God, I, I have three daughters and it scares me what they're getting in terms of information about what they, they should be doing to be liked by people. Okay. Well, they're all college age now. Where I, my youngest is in a senior in high school, but they've all been affected by that. Like. I meet Elizabeth now and she's, um, it's been amazing because she's here and watching the boys and helping. But sometimes I'm like, what are you posting? Yeah. I mean, the day that I hear my daughters talk about OnlyFans in another room, I'm going to freak out. It's like, you do not have an OnlyFans. Which I don't even know what that was until yesterday. What is, wait, what is that? Oh, uh, okay. So picture this. Let's say you're one of those cute 20 somethings who's 
doing yes. nothing but bikini modeling on Instagram. Which is what people have been conditioned to see is what gives them a response. Right. Self-esteem boosting, whatever, to build your self-esteem on it. If you have an OnlyFans account, people would subscribe to you. And I don't know because I've never done it, just to be clear. But my understanding is you can have a private account where people can subscribe to you and what you're doing. And it can get pretty, not just porn adjacent, but just plain pornography. Put it this way. When one of your daughters comes to you and says, what, do, what would you think? I, there's someone who would wants to pay me to look at my feet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Wait, I actually have that's, a story about that. The things Please, that we talk about on this podcast are so different than the story. things I talk about anywhere else. <laughs> That's the way we roll here on the nonfiction brand podcast. Okay. Now I'm like Googling it. Am I going to get weird things? Okay. So, uh, okay. Oh yeah. No, you, what you just said is like the top headline. So not just that, but it's a big part of it. Crazy. Okay. So I, <laughs> one of my jobs as a performer was, which I don't talk about very often, but I was a singing, dancing cocktail server at the Rio. And I have like the most G rated brand ever because I've taught kids my whole life and all of this. But when I, and I doing this at the Rio, like there were families around. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't something that was like, you know, I am I okay with what I did. I would tell my children what I did. And there were families around, like I said, but there was this guy who, I have like never experienced something like this before, but he and, and all of the, all of the uh, cocktail servers at the Rio were fired and we were brought in as this replacement thing. So there was like other stuff that had gone on before we were there. And I was like this poly sunshine, you know, who had no experience in any sort of world like this. And he would stand at the bar and have a pile of money that was his and a pile of money that was ours. And if people took their shoes off behind the bar, he would put money in our pile for our group tips. Well, now that guy's on OnlyFans. I'm just telling you. We got, we like, I mean, we all reported it to the managers and we're like, this is actually, like some people totally leaned into it. And I was like, what is happening? How is this? I just want to sing songs. <laughs> well, and to be clear on the nonfiction brand podcast, we're all about you putting yourself out there, but not like that. It's about sharing your voice and your expertise in order to build a personal brand that can allow you to attract the right people to your business so that you can engage with them. Okay, so let's bring it, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back, let's bring it back. So really the, the thing is, is like when it comes to social media, you have a responsibility to know, like not only as a parent with your kids and whatnot, but also as yourself, like, and this is something that's been really big recently also, right? With people, whatever, things getting shut down, things getting removed. It's like, you have a responsibility to know that you are playing on this other platform with their rules. This is not your platform unless yeah. you wanna make it your, if you wanna create your own platform. And even like, if we look at, TikTok versus Clubhouse, like like you said, the stages, there's a bunch of different things that go into it. Yes, it's about it's the way the content is delivered. It's also the other people who are on the platform and what type of content are they putting out? So you may want to be careful because that could affect your personal brand. Absolutely. Nice way to bring it back to the, the tent pole <laughs> concept of this podcast. But that's why I love talking with Molly Mahoney. And uh, let me tell you, I have to end this edition or this episode of the podcast because uh, it's going a little long, but that's okay because I love talking with Molly. I do want to end it because next week we're going to continue this conversation. So don't worry about that. However, I do want to let people know how they can connect with you, Molly. If someone wanted to see who you are, what you do and how you do it, where is the best place for them to check that out? 
So I actually have a question for you. Yes. Did I give you a specific place that people can go specifically for this podcast episode? No, you did not. Okay, well, let's do that, if that's all right with you. Oh, absolutely, because anything that can be an exclusive for the Nonfiction Brand Podcast will help drive people not only to this podcast, but to you. So let's make all it right, happen. All right, so let's do it. So if you go to molly.live slash nfb as in non-fiction brand molly.live slash nfb you'll be able to find something magical which is our video content planner and when you grab our video content planner that will also open you up to being able to join us in our facebook group you'll be able to see we do videos almost right now it's happening like every other wednesday on our facebook page you know we do a live video a big in-depth training and uh lots of goodness that is fantastic. I really appreciate that. So that was molly.live slash NFB as in nonfiction brand. Oh, yeah. You are such a giver. And I love having you on the podcast for that. Thank you so much for doing this. I want to remind podcast listeners that I would love for you to like, subscribe, refer and review this podcast because that really helps other people find it. But for now, I'm DP Knuton with the Nonfiction Brand Podcast, and she is Molly Mahoney from The Prepared Performer and the Go Live and Monetize podcast, which I never remember to tell people. Go live and monetize. Well, we'll be talking about that next week. Until then, bye-bye.